Yes, praise the Lord for God's leading. I have a little card here, and it's a thank you card from the Lanes. Um, and they were uh, with us virtually, and they write, Dear Pastor White in Grace Baptist Church, thank you for the wonderful opportunity to share our hearts for Honduras virtually. And thank you so much for the generous love offering as well. Thank you for the privilege of joining your services. And we hope someday soon we can be there in person. May the Lord continue to bless the ministry there in Surrey at Grace Baptist. Truly thankful the lanes. So that's a real nice card that they wrote in. And uh, please remember if you haven't yet uh, adopted three missionaries, why don't you consider doing that? Because we still have a few missionaries, not many, but we still have a few that uh, have not yet been adopted. And so there's no one to uh, faithfully pray for them every day. Also, if you're a voting member, make sure that you get your vote in for Dave Muckle. And it's uh, something we can easily do. Uh, the Lord is blessing in our missions department. We can easily take on the Muckles. They're good people. I think they're a good fit for that town in Manitoba. Well, with your Bible open at the book of Proverbs, we are going to uh, take another leap forward tonight. Say folks, I hope that you're, you're getting the idea now that wisdom is not just some button you push and out pops wisdom. Like you go to a vending machine and you put in your dollar 25 and you make your selection and there's your bag of chips or something. Wisdom isn't like that where you, you just say wisdom, please. And you push the button and out pops wisdom. It isn't quite like that. Wisdom is a lifestyle. We're, we, we're talking about people that are wise. We call them the wise. It's a style of how you live your life. And the seven pillars of wisdom, they give us in sort of visual, a visual picture of what's involved. And I just want to encourage you again to embrace all seven pillars, including reproof. That's very important. Very, very important, including the fear of the Lord. It's important. If you are serious about wisdom, you need to camp on wisdom's doorstep. If not move right into the house and daily in prayer, tell the Lord that you want to embrace these seven pillars and commit them into your heart, into your soul. And God will be so pleased with that. And he will take you from faith to faith and your wisdom will grow and grow. And that's how it works. Well, I've got some more notes for you tonight, but before we go any further, we need to pray and ask God to lead us. Our heavenly father, we ask now that you would do just that. And you would take us by the hand and lead us so that we would be closer with you. Yes, but more wise. We, we need the wisdom Lord. This world is pathetic. And Satan is, is rejoicing. The light, it seems, is flickering and darkness is enshrouding the world. Father, make us wise. We need that. 
Now, Father, I pray for everyone watching tonight. Lord, I, I pray that you would richly bless. It seems to me, Father, that people with Christians with harder hearts wouldn't, wouldn't be watching on a Wednesday night. I, I'm persuaded to think that those who are with us, who have joined with us, are those who may be more serious about their walk with you. Lord, in Jesus' name, bless each and every one. For your honor and glory, we pray this. In Christ's name, amen. Well, folks, I uh, have given you another picture of uh, a diagram of page eight. I'd originally given you one, but then I sort of rethought it through. Pastor Devian, can you put that one up, please? That revised picture. And there you can see, I've put in there the pillars of, uh, of foolishness there. They're smaller. I put in three houses and I've labeled them the fool, the scorner, the wicked. You can see off to the left, the, the four classifications of unsaved, the simple, the foolish, the scorner and the wicked. You can see that if, if one were to go in this downward direction, it ends in hell. If they went in the upward direction, it ends in heaven. And so I just want to encourage you. All right. You can put that away. Pastor Devian. Thank you. You may want to just rewrite your notes on that revised page there. Now I got a few more scriptures. I want to give you that you can add to uh, page number eight. I have a few more scriptures for you. Uh, We'll start on the left Uh, the upper left, you see the word death. Well, of course there's the line that separates between death and life. When you get saved, you're passed from death unto life. Hmm? But on the side of death uh, for the simple, the foolish and the scorner, you can make a little bracket or something and you can write uh, uh, Proverbs 122 because you have them listed. How long ye simple ones will ye love simplicity and the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. You've got three of the four mentioned right there. You have also um, the fool, the second one down and I've given you chapter eight and verse five, but also right in there, chapter three and verse 35 B the second half. It says Shame shall be the promotion of fools. That's what fools can look forward to is the shame. Really death, depravity. There's going to be a lot of shame in hell. There truly will be. But even in this life, there's a lot of shame. Uh, Under the scorner. um, I've given you chapter nine, verses seven and eight for both the scorner and the wicked. But for um, you can also write down. Um, three verse 34 a it says, surely he scorneth the scorner. You can write that down beside the scorner three uh, verse 34 a also, you can write uh, 15 and verse 12, 15 and verse 12. It says a scorner loveth not one that reproveth him. Neither will he go unto the wise. These scorners are the real mockers of holy things. It's really a a sad, sorrowful thing that many of the, the comedians of the world who, who can make us laugh, their lives are wicked. They're corrupt. 
And what they often do now, the order of the day, if you want to be a successful comedian, you have to mock at holy things. You have to make a mock of sin. That's pretty sad, but that's where they're at. Um, If you uh, go to the top right, where it says the paths of the righteous, I want to give you chapter two and verse 20. It says that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. That's a good verse there. Um, Coming down on the right hand side, you have these two lines. One is uh, straight up and down. And this one is vertical showing that there's a uh, uh, sort of a slant. Now the vertical uh, gives you this kind of idea making a very slippery slope. Uh, the, the slanty one is, is linear or planar linear showing that there's a, uh, a flatness to this thing, but it's tilted. You see, I think I had given you uh, chapter a uh, Psalm 73, 18. And I think I told you to put that on the linear. That was a mistake. It should go on the vertical. That's where King David said, surely thou didn't set them in slippery places. And that's true. When you get this, um, this vertical slippery places down, they go and they die and they go into hell. You can also put Proverbs two eighteen with that. It says for her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. So there's that, that inclination down. The pillars of foolishness. There's seven of them. And we went through all that. We're not going to spend time going through that again. If you missed it, it's easy to go back into a previous Wednesday message. You can get all that information, but these are cracked, broken, jagged pillars. These are pretty rough. That's why in the, the new revised page eight, I gave you uh, the pillars that are there. Look scrawny malnourished is what they look compared to the, the pillars of wisdom. I also want to give you um, a couple other verses on the bottom left of your page you'll see where you have the last house there and you've got these little lines and we call those the paths of the wicked, the paths of the wicked. And I want to give you a couple verses. You can write down Job, Job chapter eight and verse 13. And it says, so are the paths of all that forget God and the hypocrites hope shall perish. And so there really are paths of of wicked people and unsaved people. And they just forget God. They leave God out of the picture. And that's what's happening in our world today. Unfortunately, it's happened in our government systems around the world. God is left out of the picture in our judicial systems. Yes, they may hold a Bible, put your hand on the Bible, but it means nothing. The contents of the Bible mean nothing in the eyes of the courts. In our secular universities, there's no room for God whatsoever. There used to be a a day when the 10 commandments were put on the walls of the public schools. There used to be a day when school would open with the Lord's prayer. 
I remember those days. Not anymore. It's all gone. We've torn God off the walls. We've thrown him out of our educational systems. There was a little bit of a, a sad joke years ago when some of the uh, crazy people went into schools and universities and started shooting and killing people. And the mockers said, where was God? And the sad answer is you threw him out of the school system years ago. Well, it's pretty sad. The paths of the wicked, but you can also write down Psalm 17 verse four. Psalm 17 verse four says concerning the works of men by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Of course that would initially refer to Satan, but you can bet your bottom dollar. Satan has his hand in the paths of the unsaved wicked. So Psalm 17, four, and also you can write Proverbs four and verse 14, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. And also for verse 19, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Now these verses just underscore. They, they teach us that the wicked have pathways that they follow just as the righteous have pathways that they follow. And so there's just a couple of more notes for you. And I hope that you'll find those a blessing. Now, as I mentioned on page nine, we looked at the pillars of foolishness and it's pretty sad, but they don't fear the Lord at all. They fret against the Lord and their knowledge uh, is of foolish things and they hate reproof. We've seen that they hate it. And their counsel is the way of ungodliness. And you can add in these words and deceit. And you will find that deception and deceit are woven into several of these pillars. And you can write down chapter 12, verse 20, chapter 12 and verse 20. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of joy of, of peace is joy. And so you need both halves of that verse to understand that the wicked counsel or the foolish counsel is also very deceptive. Now in number six, I had uh, given you uh, their prudence is to be deceitful to them. That's that's prudence. And I had given you chapter 18 verse four. And I said, no, there's something wrong with that. And I looked it up. <clears throat> I looked at my notes and it wasn't 18, four. It was 14, eight. <laughs> it happens, you know, as you get older. So 14, eight says the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. And there you have both has halves of the verse there, giving you a fuller understanding that the prudence of the the, uh, the fool is deception. And I think that brings us up to date and we're ready for page number 10. Um, again, I want to make mention that wisdom is not something that you just push a button and you get wisdom. 
You come into a dark room and you feel around for the light switch. And with a flick of a finger, darkness is gone. The room is full of light. You get into your car and you put in the key and either with the turn of a key or with the push of a button. Now with modern cars, the whole thing comes to life. It's not quite that way with wisdom. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and wisdom is something that you grow in. It's like uh, I can compare it to the, uh, the armor of God in Ephesians chapter six. And we have the breastplate of righteousness. We've got the loincloth of truth. We've got these different pieces of armor that we, we put on and then we're armed ready to serve the Lord. Well, wisdom has several pieces to it and you need to embrace them and live in them and with them. And oh, how it'll change your life. My Christian brother, my Christian sister, if there's no spring in your step song in your, your mouth, joy in your heart, sparkle in your eye, something's not quite right. Oh, I know there's times of sorrow and sadness. I know that, but really those are only just little times, all the in-between times we ought to be praising the Lord and singing his, his praises and walking with him in joy. You see, that's a very important part of walking with the Lord is the joy. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you're missing out on that element of joy, it may well be because you're not walking in wisdom. If you walk with wise men, you will be wise. That's exactly what Proverbs tell us. So you need to get in step and embrace these seven pillars. You'll find it a wonderful way to live. Now, We're on the top of page 10. Have your pen ready or your pencil. The house of wisdom is only the beginning. It's only the beginning of a wonderful life. The house of wisdom is the way W a Y it's the way that we are to travel and beyond the house of wisdom are the good paths. P a T H S the good paths that we are to walk. And if you will look, please, at page number eight on the top right, you'll see the house of wisdom. And then you'll see these little lines. These lines represent some of the paths that we are to walk. So as we get familiar with wisdom, the seven pillars of wisdom, we get on the other side of the house of wisdom and we find a whole wonderful life. It's not the end folks. It's only the beginning because it, it goes out from there. Now back to your notes on page 10, the number, how many paths are there? Well, the number of good paths seem to be more or less. Now this is according to my studies, my calculations, my notes going over and over and comparing and comparing, but I count 12. So you put in the number 12 there in your blank, more or less 12, but there may be others that you might find in your studies. 
Now our studies will now concentrate on the practical. That's the word goes in your blank on the practical application of wisdom in daily life. And we have a little illustration to the right there, a pathway, and it seems to be going toward the sun. And so this is what we're interested in. All right. We've learned wisdom. Now, what good is it? How does it apply? What will it do for us and in us and through us? Well, that's what we want to learn. And so tonight we are painting the vista. We are preparing the way because over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to show you those 12 different pathways. And so we want to give you a description of wisdom's good paths, a description. And the first one, number one, you write in the word good. That's the word that goes in your blank on number one in the little blank beside you write in chapter two, verse nine. Now I hope everyone understands that to shorten up, you don't have to write the word chapter and then two T W O and then a verse V E R S. You don't have to do any of that. You write in a number two, that's your chapter. And you write in a colon, a dot over a dot, the two dots, right? And then you write the number nine. So chapter two, verse nine, fast, quick, easy. That's the way to do it. And chapter two, verse nine, and I'll read it for you. It says, then, now this is after you seek wisdom. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. These paths are good. The word good means strengthening. It builds up. It's something healthy, wholesome. The opposite of good is evil. Evil pulls down. It tears apart. So you have these two opposites. And folks, if you, if you love the Lord, you're going to want to go in pathways that are good. That's what you're interested in. All right. Number two, we're talking about a description of wisdom's paths. Number two, spiritual life, spiritual life. And in the blank, you can write uh, chapter two, verse 19. It says, now this is talking about the, the fool, the wicked, the scorner, the, the evil one, none that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. You see the, the wicked, the evil, they end up in the paths of death, destruction, hell, and torment. So the opposite of that. And that's what we're told in verse 19 at the end is the paths of life. This is spiritual life. Also, you can write down uh, beside chapter two, verse 19, you can write chapter eight and verse 35 talking about wisdom. It says for whoso findeth me findeth life. See that it's like amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see it's the difference between spiritual death, spiritual life. 
And so that's very, very important. You see, when you come to the end of your life here on earth, the only thing that's really going to matter is where will you be when you cross over the threshold, when you step out of this physical life into eternity, will you be in heaven? Will you be in hell? Where will you be? That's a question that every man, woman, and young person needs to seriously ask and answer. Many people, they go the opposite way. They go away from God and his wonderful gift of eternal life. Many of them follow various types of religions, but essentially with minor exception, the world's religions always teach a system of works. If my good works outweigh my bad works, then I'll get to eternal bliss, heaven. That's what the world teaches. Whereas God in the Bible teaches us that we're all deserving of hell and he will give us as a free gift. He will give us eternal life and he put it in the person of Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says, whosoever hath the son hath life. Whosoever hath not the son of God hath not life. So this is the most important question, isn't it? Not only for us, but for our loved ones and for our friends. And I hope that you're praying for unsaved loved ones and friends. And so number two, spiritual life. Number three is peaceful, peaceful. And we'll put chapter three, verse 17. And it says her ways. This is talking about wisdom's ways. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. So we're giving you a description of wisdom's good paths. They're good. They build up. Number two, they're spiritually alive. Number three, they're peaceful. That's so important these days in a, in a world of turmoil. It really feels like we're on the brink of world war three. There are things happening in the world. Certain nations of the world are ramping up for nuclear war. There's a lot of saber rattling going on. There's a lot of unrest between the, the world's powerful nuclear armed nations. And these nations are being controlled by unsaved men. And they're like their puppets in Satan's hand. That's why many of us think that we're living in the last of the last days. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it'll be another 50 years before the rapture happens. Maybe we'll see. But the days we're living in right now are filled with turmoil and stress. That's why we're handing out now door to door these new little gospel tracts. Yes, God wants to answer your prayers. And we've handed out now, I can see 1,294. And we've had a whole lot of people going to our website and watching the little movies. We have two small little movies and we're putting them in different languages. 
getting your prayers answered and how to know God. And I'm really excited about this ministry. And if you want to do something to help lost people come to know Jesus Christ and come here on Saturday, bring a face mask, got to wear a face mask. We'll give you a little handful of these gospel tracts and a map. And we go out and we just put them in mailboxes. You don't have to talk to anyone. Put them in mailboxes. That's all we're doing. We're spreading the seed out in, in the field. That's what we're doing. Why don't you come this Saturday and be part of us? Well, we move on. Number four. Number four is safety. These are safe paths. They're not fraught with danger. Chapter three, verse 23. It says, then shalt thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. Number five. These are right or in the brackets there proper. They are right or proper. Chapter four, verse 11 says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. You see, there's right, a right way. And there's many wrong ways. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And there are so many of them. I was talking to a man on the phone today, Christian man. And I happen to mention uh, the little song we used to sing. One way and only way and only one. And yet no one door and only one. And yet its sides are two. I'm on the inside. On which side are you? Speaking of Jesus, the door. You see, there is only one way to heaven. Not many ways. There's only one way. Some in the world would call that bigoted. Let them. But that's exactly what the Bible says. And Jesus said it. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. We didn't make that up. Jesus, God in the flesh told us that. That's why we know there's one way. And so the right the right paths. And number six, shining light, L I G H T shining light chapter four and verse number 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Remember the wicked, they, they know not at what they stumble. We saw that earlier. Now we move on to the benefits. What are some of the benefits of wisdom and her good paths. And I have listed here for you 13 of them. And I'm going to go through them very quickly. Number one, we find favor with God and with man. If you want to get on God's good side, if you want to have favor with him, get a hold of wisdom and start walking wisdom's pathways. All right. Write down chapter three, verse four. It says, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Number two, God himself will direct the paths. God will direct the paths. 
Chapter three, verse six, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That's good to know. We just sang with pastor silver. We sang, he leadeth me. That's it right there. Number three, health, health. Oh, I know there's going to be times where, you know, good people get sick. Just go talk to Job. He had a time of sickness. It happens. But generally, these are pathways that yield in health. Chapter three, verse eight. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Also chapter four and verse 22. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. The way that God wants us to walk is for our benefit. Amen. Number, number five. Uh, no, number four, number four is long life, long life. And yes, I know there are Christians that die young, but they're in the minority long life. Chapter nine, verse 11, wisdom speaking. She says for, for by me, thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. That's chapter nine, verse 11. Also chapter 10 and verse 27. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Next one. Number five, no fear, no fear in a world of fear today. God's people who are committed to wisdom, walking the pathways of wisdom, they can walk confidently with no fear. Now it's possible that you may be watching and you may be thinking to yourself, well, pastor, I, I got a lot of fear with what's going on. It's quite likely that you don't have a hold of these seven pillars because it takes away the fear. It really does. No fear. Chapter three, verses 24 to 25. Chapter three, verses 24 to 25. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Number six, it goes hand in hand with number five. The number six is confidence, confidence. Write down chapter three, verse 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Write down chapter 14 and verse 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Number seven, personal blessing, personal blessing. Write down chapter eight and verse 32. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. And uh, chapter 11 and verse number 31. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. That's blessing, my friend. That's blessing. Number eight, blessing on the home. Blessing on the home. Chapter number three and verse 33. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, 
but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Now you gotta be interested in that one, a blessing on your home. Number nine, grace and glory, grace and glory. Chapter three, verses 34 to 35. Surely he scorneth the scorner, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory. There's grace and glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. So grace and glory. Number 10, special fellowship with God. There's your closeness with God. Chapter six and verse 22. And it says, when thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. You see, that's God's wisdom, what it will do for you. And it'll walk with you throughout the day. It'll give you special, intimate fellowship with God. Number uh, 11, number 11, purity, purity. Boy, that's worth a lot these days. We live in a very dirty society. A lot of Christians have trouble with their minds and with their hearts. It might have something to do. I could be wrong, but it might have something to do with all the garbage and slop that we pour into our eyes and into our ears because of TV and movies and internet and bad music and things. And it disrupts our sleep and it corrupts our minds and we have trouble with, with sin in our heads and in our hearts, but wisdom will give us purity. Chapter seven and verse five, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger, which flattereth with her words. That's wisdom speaking and wisdom will help keep a man or woman pure. Number 12 is patience, patience. Do you know of anyone that flies off the handle easy? Do you know of anyone that just kind of gets all riled up? Be a man or be she a woman <laughs> or a young person? Do you know if someone's got a short little fuse and you, you do want to tiptoe around them because ooh, they could, they could blow up easy. Hmm? Well, this is a blessing that wisdom has for us and it's called patience. And it's, it's in chapter 14 and verse 29. It says, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Remember, we studied the house of wisdom and what? Understanding. Wisdom and understanding are like two sisters. They live in the very same house. You speak of one, you're speaking of the other. And here's a great benefit of wisdom. And the paths of wisdom is Patience and number 13, number 13, and it's joy. It's joy. And for this, I want to read for you Ecclesiastes written by the same author by Solomon. Um, years later though, I think chapter two and verse number 26, it says for God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. It goes on to say, but to the sinner, he giveth travail. That means heavy work, labor, burdens. And so there you have 13 of the benefits of walking wisdom's pathways. Now, God willing, next Wednesday, 
I'm going to start in and I'm going to give you now the specific 12 pathways of wisdom. And we'll be looking at them. I hope with all my heart that you're enjoying and benefiting from wisdom. Because if you are one way that you will know is your faith will be stronger. Your faith to live for God, your faith to call upon God for great and mighty things. You and I, we need a strong faith these days. When you get to prayer and you, you go through your prayer list all, boy, we got a full prayer list this week. Don't we pastor silver? We sure do with people sick and with COVID and everything. We got a lot of extra names on there, but you need to pray believing very soon. I'm going to be giving you on Sundays, a very short little series on this about faith, believing, and I'm going to teach you more practical things on it. But one way that you'll know that wisdom is taking root in your life is your faith and trust in God will go up, 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 and you will believe God for greater things. And we really need to see miracles these days, don't we? It's going to happen through God's people. That's us. As we trust in God and God is so pleased and he gives us the desires of our hearts. Now let's pray together. Our wonderful heavenly father with all our heart, we thank you for wisdom. We're learning more and more that it's a really a lifestyle. Help us to walk in it, not just to visit it or dip our big toe into it. Like we would going down to the lake, but to live in wisdom, to enjoy it, to fellowship with wisdom and understanding and to walk with you. Lord, make us wise, wise, make us wise in these dark days that we live in. Increase our faith to trust you for greater things. Bless us father with the fullness of the Holy spirit in love and joy and peace and gentleness and long suffering and goodness and meekness and faith. Oh, heavenly father, do it for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's word.